Welcome to The Female, a truly real, supportive podcast for women living every life in the 21st century, helping you rise above the pressures of the very different roles we all play, the expectations, the responsibilities, the good times, and the challenges, here to help you discover your strengths. guest host with me today. Sam is taking care of her chillins in Brooklyn and I, my best friend. We are out in Cochrane, Georgia, having a girls weekend away, which is why Sam's not with us today. But I roped Brooke into doing a podcast with me because I think she has a really relevant story that I think a lot of women and a lot of females are going through or have gone through. And I think that you are so honest and raw and authentic with your story that we wanted to Record that sucker, put it out there, and let other women know they're not alone in their struggles and everything we're talking about, infertility, pregnancy, kids, not feeling ashamed, miscarriages, all of it. So without further ado, let me introduce, drum roll please, Brooklyn Button, everybody. Thank you for having me. I am so pumped to be here with you and this whole weekend has just been such a breather. Yeah. Kayla's like, take a minute. Let's take a minute. Let's get away. Let's get an Airbnb that has a pool, guys. That's Turkey. where I was. I was at the pool. Yeah. Actually, we've got a lot of dragonflies out there, like getting it on. <laughs> so we're Speaking like, of fertility. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Like how relevant and how perfect is that? I'm super excited to have you on. I'm super excited to have you here. So we have tried, we have started and stopped this episode how many times? Because just a few, just a few, because you and I both are the same person when it comes to details. Yes. So we have decided we are going to lock ourselves from a thousand details and get straight to the meat of what we want to chat about. Here we go. Awesome. Let's do this. Ask me all the questions. All the questions. Okay. So let me, I'm going to briefly tell them how we know each other. So briefly, here we go. Briefly, Kayla, <laughs> we don't need the 20 minute segment that we just scrapped. Like, how long is my hair <laughs> and what color is my eye? Oh my gosh. Well, I do have to say Brooklyn is like a blue eyed, blonde, bronzed beauty. We're here at this pool and like my freckles and my lobster skin oh are gosh. like on point. And Brooklyn's like just soaking in the sun, being beautiful with her hair and everything. But I digress. So anyways, <laughs> we met when I don't we know were... what to say to that because so many things. Because you're gorgeous. Go Shut ahead. up. So we met at um, the dental office we both worked at. Brooklyn is a dental hygienist and I was an office manager. There were just so everything worked perfectly. We long story short, I know. she thought I was Amish and I loved her <laughs> lunchbox. And now we are friends. That is the beginning of a friendship that has <laughs> lasted lasted till now. <laughs> not a lifetime yet, but it will last a yeah. lifetime. Brooke will not not let me be her friend. And the whole reason I thought that we would not continue to be friends is because you decided to have children and Jake and I decided that we would never have children. And in past experience, I figured once you had a kid, that would be the end of our friendship. But you were like, hell no, bitch, you're my friend. And so we kept like, you have not, had, not let me be your friend. After I had Travis, I was like, come on over and hold this little guy, five pounds, 10 ounces. And she got her little heat, heat, heat rash. rash. <laughs> I was so nervous to hold 
called this brand new baby. Like you're sticking a brand new baby in my arms and I'm like the most like non-maternal person ever. And it was what it was. Anyways, let's get to your story. So I wanted to have Brooklyn on because although you've had Travis, although you've had your first child, you're now struggling with having your second. And not only are you struggling with having your second, but you suffered a miscarriage in between Travis and now, which also guys is kind of why we're having our girls weekend away because you've been struggling with things for quite some time. I told you, let's just go have some time away. That's where this whole weekend was born from, but you are coming on here to tell your story in a raw, authentic way. So let's start from the beginning, if you don't mind. Um, you and Alex were married young. You guys decided that you had this five-year plan. We're not going to have kids right away. We want to be selfish and enjoy each other, do all this thing. And when you decided to get pregnant with Travis, you can take the lead from here, but I think that you said, hey, you, you just got off birth control and you're like, well, let's just have fun and see what happens, right? Yes. And so this is my story and hopefully it just comes off as like encouragement for anyone else that's struggling. Hopefully, you know, this will be used for the greater good of other women who need to hear it because I feel like it's not talked about. I feel like it's something very personal for mm -hmm. everyone, but for friends that can talk openly about what to expect and things like that, it's just not a very open topic. I mean, in general. So I'm here on the fully exposed podcast to be down to earth and real and share with y'all what God's doing through this process in my life. And, and just to add to that, if you don't mind, there's no judgment in anybody else's story when there's, this is, this is truly just your story, Brooke, and what you're right. going through and what you're experiencing. And I think that that's important to start that because it'll be used. It will be yeah. used. Like God is, it's not even like that, but it's like, well, and if, if you don't mind, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. I, I think that it's Thank important you. also. Getting <laughs> back on track here. Well, no, but just also, I think it's important to say, like, um, Brooke is a very, very Christian and very faithful person. And I think my friendship with you has actually grown my faith. I think that you, you're so faithful and you're so trusting in God. And we, we don't talk a lot about religion on this podcast, but in this particular episode, I think it's important to highlight the fact that your faith is extremely important in your life. And you are very um in tune and focused on that and that has a huge role to play in going through pregnancies and infertility and a miscarriage so there's going to be a lot of talk about that but i think that it's important that we start with saying how faithful you are because essentially that's what's carrying you through right this now. entire process yeah so we'll we'll kind of get back to it you know, you decided that um, you wanted to get pregnant. You guys went through your five-year plan. You got off birth control. Yep. And tell it, but but you did have a little bit of a struggle before you got pregnant. That's Travis, right, right. So we were on our anniversary trip. Like this is supposed to happen first thing. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it didn't. That's like what you expect, right? Right. Yeah. And so it didn't. So we had like three months, just you know, having fun and being married, and then. Um, the third month, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. Cause third not, month of trying. Yeah, third month yeah, of trying. Nothing had happened yet. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to go to a naturopath that my friend had suggested. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. 
because I think it's important. Mm -hmm. So as far as birth control goes, because I know that plays a huge role in hormones and how it affects your body. Yes. You didn't, you weren't on the regular pill. You had done ID, ID. no hormone, straight blockage with the copper just to prevent mechanically. Okay. No hormone. So when you guys decided that you were going to start seriously thinking about getting pregnant, you just removed that? You... That's right. So right, when it didn't happen, we decided the naturopath route, which um, is very popular right now. I mean... How did you... What, what made you go that route? My friend Alex, okay, also Alex, not my husband Alex, <laughs> but she had been to this naturopath doctor and I was like, yeah, I think it's time to try something new. Expose me completely to everything that is just rampant right now with the no plastics, the no sugars, no alcohol, no caffeine. That's right. Caffeine. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know about all of these things. And so he exposed me to that for three months straight. I so was what was that process? You go and he says, you need to follow a specific diet that eliminated and, these things. And supplements, like supplements. bending money on all of these t- supplements for leaky gut probiotics. Okay, that makes sense. Um, vitamins, all natural radiation, and dental office, you know, he's saying like your body is holding all this radiation. Let's give you this clay bath, bentonite clay to put in your bathtub to pull out all these toxins. Like it was a big ordeal. So the radiation that your body was holding, is that from the fact that you're a dental hygienist and you're taking x-rays, you're in that environment, you're exposed to those things. And at the time it was five days a week. And okay eight hour days and we had the nomad which is the handheld x-ray machine but it's okay it is debatable you know just about like the limited amount of radiation nowadays sure totally less than it was before but But it plays a role it was something in the back of our minds and so we followed through with this plan and it was so stressful i remember crying in the grocery store alex was over it like he was he was so supportive thankfully and he is into health and fitness and taking care of his body so he was kind of for it yeah but then in the same breath when I was stressing about it but this was like through Thanksgiving Christmas um Valentine's, Year's, oh, Valentine's yeah. October candy land with Halloween yeah. and it was just all these temp- it was literally through the temptation period of life with all the holidays but made you were following a strict diet super strict diet and okay. um but I it worked and three months later here came Travman. Okay, before we get to Travman, so that the diet that you followed, this was something that was written out by the naturopath doctor, essentially. Mm-hmm. So this is where you eliminated literally everything. Like, what what did your diet look like? Like, what was your morning to evening? What were you consuming? And you said you did it for three months straight. Yes. Yeah, so okay. cut out the sugars, which I didn't even know was in certain crackers, certain wheat thins. I couldn't have wheat. Couldn't do, I had learned about rutabagas during this time. They're super hard to cut, but I was making rutabaga fries as a snack. What are you saying? <laughs> what does that work? <laughs> it's like this orange circle that's so hard to cut. Is and this a fruit, a vegetable? It's a vegetable. Okay. And they're rutabaga fries, and they're really good, but okay. I mean, you might as well just do sweet potato fries because it's way easier to cut. <laughs> Wow, but but you sweet potatoes, potatoes. Okay. So I was doing rutabaga and just all these things that take a lot of time to prepare, a lot of energy to go to the store. It's very expensive. I mean, besides the veggies, you know, those are 
time, but like doing yeah. the organic, if you're going to do the organic way, it gets expensive and sure. just, I just remember having like meltdowns in the grocery store because I'm used to just like grabbing and go, grab and go, what I want, what's comforting. So did he like have a written out list of like certain, obviously if you're eliminating sugar, you couldn't have fruits. So he was like, you can have these certain vegetables and these, did he like say like portion control, like what you can yeah. have, or it was just about what you're consuming in general? He was so helpful in writing the supplements I needed to help mm-hmm. support, um, less and more about what you can't have, <laughs> which he is so amazing. Like he's, he has so many stories about curing someone from cancer, honestly, through supplements and like diet. So I'm, I'm on board with him and I fully support him, but I'm also in the medical field. So I am supportive of that too. Sure. But in those three months, I was like, let's do this three months. Let's try the natural versus the science first. Yeah. And then, and in three months, by God's grace, he gave me Travis through all of that. I mean, so you feel like, um, when you were struggling within like three months of getting pregnant with Travis, you, do you like credit that diet? To getting pregnant with Travis? Like, do you feel like that is what? So I thought it was. Okay. And that's why I tried again after recently. times because we had a miscarriage. We'll come back to that, but it wasn't planned at all. That miscarriage was not planned at all. It was like after at the end of breastfeeding and it just happened. And so after that, moving forward right now to now, um, the diet I tried again, I went and visited the same naturopath mm-hmm. because I felt like that was a very helpful. Yeah. It worked the first time. Why not try it again? Plan. So right. you tried it again with less intensity, but still okay. doing the supplements. Like this time I tried, you know, a few things to implement and mixed in like, um, more so keto with that. Okay. And he had told me this time too, like use fats. That's good. Your body needs fats. Yeah, so this time it was more implementing the fats, bacon, sausage, avocado. I even oil. did dairy this time, but like with Travis, I didn't do dairy. Okay, so you so it essentially was just a, a keto diet, just meats and vegetables and vegetables mm-hmm. and, and carbs. No, no carbs. Mm-mm. Okay, so this time I did decaf. Okay. And heavy whipping cream and stevia. But that turned out to be like thinking through a hormone hangout that I did with Young Living. So what is Young Living? So for those of you that don't know, Young Living is essential oils. And oh, I thought it was like supplements. And they have supplements too, okay. but they had this thing called hormone hangout. So okay. You could be a part of it and learn about your hormones and how to balance them. Was this like an online thing that you're part of? Like what, what is the hangout? Like, do you meet up with people or? No, that would be very helpful though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with COVID, I'm sure you have a lot of like, we're not meeting up in person. So it was a lot of virtual meetups. It was a group on Facebook that you got to be a part of. Okay. And learn about so many things and to go out there i'm just gonna go there but um so this was a god thing but the same day of the hormone hangout they had a video of vocabulary words that were on my blood tests that had done prior 
few days prior yeah. to this video that I watched. And so I had got my blood drawn for hormones, vitamins, minerals, blah, blah, blah. And it had a list of these names that I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, AMH, um, just different things. A whole bunch it's of a follicular stuff. phase, luteal phase. These numbers should be at this spot. I don't even know the and... <laughs> Very scientific thing. And I didn't know either. And but related so... to like your cycle and hormones. Exactly. Okay. And where they should be and numbers, and okay. which is a little stressful. But it's fine because in that moment of like getting my results, it was 11 o'clock at night. I was watching this hormone hangout from young living and this was actually a video that they had posted like a few days before but i didn't get to it until the night of my results i had read my email from my gynecologist and i could not believe after i had read these results the numbers i had kind of a gist of what it meant at the end it gave me a gist but then after watching this video i understood where my numbers were and why they were there. But like, I would have never known any of that, like on the same day, what are the odds that the same day I got my results and I was confused and frustrated is the same night. I had a minute to myself to catch up on some videos and it explained literally my test results. That's such a God thing. That's I crazy. have another definitely so God many story God about recent if we were to go there well let's go there about... now tell it now like I think that I think that the God side of everything just going back to what we said in the very beginning and just to reiterate is I think your faith plays a huge part in your entire struggle with getting pregnant again so I think that every God story you have like I feel like you are um more aware of like God's signs and God's works in your life. And I think it's amazing. And you take every little thing like where I would be like, oh, that's a coincidence. You're like, that was God. Mm. And I feel like that's such a, I think that's an inspiration to a lot of women. Like I think that if you change your perspective, if you just change your mind a little bit, you would see that this isn't a coincidence. This is God giving you the signs or answering your prayers in an unexpected way to give you inspiration, to give you hope, to let you know things are working out. So yes, t I digress again, of course, <laughs> always, because I am Kayla and this is what I do. I don't want anybody to feel like you have to do a certain thing to have a God story. You don't have to be a certain person. Of you don't course. have to be me. You can just be you. And that's who God created you to be. And just open your ears, open your eyes, and you will see him. Like he wants you to talk to him and he wants to hear from you. So just open it's up. It's an amazing message. Just open up. Yeah. But because you're so like you receive those messages. Like, I feel like you're so open to them that you get them. And I think that that is what's carried you through your struggle. It's because you are so open to that. So but sometimes yeah. I have super close fists, like super squeezing so tight, but, I mean, and, of course. you know, I, I know we all do. And that's why I'm, I'm relatable. And I want you to know that I hold my fists so tight sometimes and clinch them because of what I want. And even right now, like full disclosure, I am not pregnant. And it's been two and a half years. So like, this is just my journey and I'm sharing it. And I just want to share it to be out there because I was not familiar with these type of things until I've been going through it. I mean, you sure. just don't hear about these things. Absolutely. And but, I think that women, if again, I feel like women 
almost feel ashamed in a sense if they i feel like we're here to reproduce right like the women carry the child it's in the bible that yeah. women are supposed to reproduce like we are supposed to bear the children and if you don't i think that sometimes there's almost a stigma or a thought there that like are you not woman enough did you not fulfill your destiny did you drink too much caffeine did you eat unhealthy exactly. how many eggs do you have all you and what's his sperm count of course it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And just to go, just to piggyback off that, you were just telling me of, like a little bit ago when we were out by the pool yeah. that like, of course, you know, before you started this whole thing, trying to find it again. I did not know it would be a two and a half journey. No. And we're still not at a result, but like I choose to believe that God is in this and he's going to have an outcome. Oh my gosh. Remember that egg story I told you this morning? <laughs> Well, yeah, there's the excerpt, but also I was going to go back to Alex's story, okay. what you just said a second ago, when you were like, of course his sperm count is perfect <laughs> and it's me. And then, like, I feel like there's a thing about that. Like, women feel like, of course it's me. Like, that, how frustrating. Like, I want this so bad. I want to give you a child. I want to have a child. I, and you said, I have so much love to give. I want to have an, another child. And that's what I'm, like, made and supposed to do. And... Of course he's fine, and it's like, oh, I mean, you have to bear this burden of it's on me, but you're trying so hard, and you're adjusting your diet, and you're attending online seminars, and you're literally going from A to Z to figure out what's going on. How much pressure is that on you? And then that stress adds to, like, how is the stress affecting you? Like, how is the stress affecting you trying to get pregnant? Like, I feel like there's so much on the woman and then to get the news, like, oh, he's flying and calling you, like, what the hell? He's above average. He's above average. Okay, great. Thank you for your swimmers. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, but I get it. I feel for you. And I think, I just think that it's amazing that you find God signs and God signals in this when you're struggling so hard with something that is just such a human thing. For me, this is all foreign, but I, I feel for you because I can't imagine feeling like it's all on me after all of that. Right. So I feel like through another story, yeah. but I feel like God has been telling me like, no, you're not alone and it's not all on me and they don't have answers for he's healthy. I'm healthy. All our numbers are healthy. So right now it's completely me depending on my faith and knowing that God is the creator and he created us he created this world he created the galaxy like he's he's, he's in, in control, control. <laughs> but so true and so, I think that's what's important about your story is that you 100% believe he's in control so at the doctor's office I pull in because I, you were unsure about this doctor's office right so yes, like, like taking so it back frustrations because you were getting clear answers it's not him it's not me they're very slow and all of their thinking and testing and results. It's been and how many years? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Carriage. Okay. So I pull in this parking lot a little defeated, but so hopeful because one of my friends had sent me a text an hour before my appointment, not knowing at all that I had this appointment. We hadn't talked in two weeks, and she sent me a text saying, Hey Brooke, at 3 a.m. I was thinking of you and I prayed for you in this topic and give, I was praying that God would give you peace and hope and understanding 
through this situation. And I texted her back and she sent me a um, Spurgeon quote about all things are for his good and for those who love him. And I texted her back and I said, did you know I had an appointment at two o'clock today? She texted me at 2.15. She said, no, wow, tell me how it goes. So not giving too long of a story. It's okay. I love details. Tell me the details. <laughs> but there was so many details on this day about two months ago about just, Lord, tell me if you want me to stay here. Do I need to go further with IVF? Do I need to go further with adoption? Do you want us to foster? There's so many outlets for us to give love, your love that you've given us that we don't deserve. And I feel like we have love to give and so where is this outlet that do you want me to stay at this office and i prayed this in the parking lot i walk in and one of the nurses comes out to get me that was my used to be my favorite nurse four years ago with travis and she, i thought she left i hadn't seen her since travis three and a half years ago and she comes in the waiting room to get me and i was like whoa positivity thank you for her because she was one of the nurses that was a christian that i felt was genuine sure. and keep going. I hear somebody in the hallway say, oh my gosh, this office is so nice. We have already moved offices three times and we are going to stay here. Okay. I heard that in passing. And then just so many little things along the way, the ultrasound tech is shared with me. She's an ultrasound tech seeing babies day in, day out in this ultrasound. And she struggled with infertility, having to see that in her face every single day. And I, I don't even have to see it, you know, but I mean, I really, I'm, I'm really grateful for what God has given us, but it's just like little moments that I get glimpses of wanting more. Sure. But anyway, she shared with me her infertility and that she's okay. She had two. And like, yes, she had to use medicine, but she has two kids that God blessed her with. And, but she was sharing her struggles with me. And I was like, thank you for yeah. opening up because everyone wants to put on the space. Like we're good. This is great. We have X amount of kids, whatever. But she opened up to me and I needed that in that moment. And because all you see is like, oh, so-and-so has so many kids. Like, you don't see the miscarriages they went through. Yeah. You don't see any challenges the, behind yeah. the doors. So then before the doctor came in, I was like, Lord, I feel like you're saying stay. Stay here. This is good. But I want you to share with me, like, through my interaction with the doctor. Because, like, that was kind of the main issue. It was just, like, a little bit of miscommunication along this to gonna have your journey sure i'm kind of ready to go forward if we're like done here but she walks in peppy as could be with her high heels on and oh. says you have a beautiful follicle <laughs> and to go back i had an ultrasound that was planned for two months prior but i had gotten a stomach bug the morning of my appointment and I was so upset, so distraught, so discouraged because I was like, I've been waiting two months for this. And then I get thrown up stomach bug on the day of my ultrasound to tell me answers that I've been waiting for. And no, you can't go because you're thrown up and it's COVID and like, it's crazy. So, but the day that I actually 
finally got put on a waiting list, changed my appointment a few times, finally got this day, happened to be ovulation day. And my doctor was so pumped because she never gets to see follicles on ovulation day. And she was like, wow. pumped. So that was just huge to me that like, I, all I saw was my appointment got canceled and you're throwing up and now you are getting pushed back again from seeing results when really it got pushed to a day that I did not know was ovulation day. <laughs> yeah, like God had bigger plans in store. And, and once was- again, I'm healthy, follicles are healthy, he's healthy. So God is in control. And going back to the egg story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, one day I was cracking eggs. Yeah. Praying, but I'm praying for this. I cracked three eggs in a row. These are the organic brown eggs. <laughs> Which I wish this farmhouse would give us some because they have chickens everywhere. Yeah, like there are like chickens literally 10 feet from us right now. Like give us some eggs. But they gave us the white eggs. Anyway, so I cracked three eggs in a row like while I'm praying for us to have more children. And the next three eggs have two yolks in them. Three eggs in a row. That's never happened to me in my life to even have a double yolked egg. So I'm like. To have three in a row. But even one. I've never even had one. So that's crazy. If I come back here on who knows when with twins, like that is another story. <laughs> well, but again, I, I go back to why your story to me, like even us driving out here to Cochrane, Georgia, we had this whole conversation on the way down here. I feel like that's why I feel like your story is so important because it's so faith based. And I think that in a world where we expect instant gratification, we expect a pill to make us better. We expect a pill that's going to fix all of our problems. Or we expect to do X, Y, Z and we're going to be good. You're, you're facing something that, has, that you have no control over. You literally have to have faith in God to provide what you want. And you've got to be prayerful to get that. And I think to be so in tune with that in a world where everything is, give me what I want, when I want it, how I want it, is amazing because you are you're fully relying on faith to give you and you're you're recognizing all the signs that i feel like he's fully giving you like there i don't you know you're healthy he's healthy it's just and maybe like we were talking about before we hit the red record button you know maybe there's a reason why it's not ready yet yes and you had that miscarriage you suffered through something that was so traumatic and so many women feel like you know I've heard it before, and I, again, I haven't witnessed it myself, but I feel like women almost feel like I'm a failure. Like, I couldn't produce this child. Like, that's what I, we're supposed to do. We're supposed to produce, right? So I've heard, like, it's shameful. I feel like a failure. I feel like all these things when you have this miscarriage, and instead of focusing on maybe it wasn't my time, or maybe God has different plans, and instead of taking it so science-based, I feel like you're so focused on the faith side of things that that's why your story to me is so intriguing. And it's a struggle up and down all the time. Oh, like of course. One minute I am strong and one minute I'm not. But Sure. But you but regardless of where you're strong or where you feel weak, like you remain faithful to your faith. Like you know that God's in control. You know that he's going to whatever you're supposed to do, whether it's supposed to have a child on your own or whether you're supposed to explore being a foster parent or being an adoptive parent, like you fully have faith in whatever his plan is. And I think that that's an amazing thing. I think that personally, I would struggle with like at my age and my situation, I'd be like, 
okay, if I want to have a kid, I need to do it now because of my age. But I feel like I would be so like, okay, just give me science. Like, give me, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Like, whatever the, and again, I, I'm ignorant to this, so I don't know. Like, if it's hormone pills or the IVF, whatever that's involved, I would just be like, okay, just do that. Like, I don't know that I would wait for God to answer my prayers. And I feel like that's horrible, where I feel like you were like, God will answer my prayers, whatever's supposed to be. Although you struggle with it and you want what you want, you just are like so faithful in whatever God has planned for you. And I am in the healthcare field, so I do believe in medicine. Sure. And it has been a year process of being on thyroid medicine, which my numbers were in the healthy range, but she still just wanted to try something. Like she, yeah. We're just like fishing in the dark right now. And like, so that's an option that I chose. And then Clomid is another option month one right now of Clomid. So you just started Clomid because that's, that's like a pill you take. How, how often? It's only four days y'all. And it's $20. <laughs> okay. So four, but, you, but don't you take it certain days of your cycle? Three through three, four, five, six. And then you okay. give blood on the 21st day of your cycle. And this is the first time we like ventured this avenue. So here we are. So this is the first step. So you've been for two and a half years faithful. So this is your first step of a science-based option towards trying to get pregnant with the Clomid. Yeah. And I know people who have done the different routes like IVF and it works and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does. And it's just, everybody's different and everybody's bodies are different and people have different incomes and yeah I mean it's expensive so I feel like with that like it is for somebody for some people who are like I feel like Atlanta is a great location to probably do that Mm -hmm. and we're an hour from Atlanta so I don't necessarily desire to drive to Atlanta every day to like do the things that it entails Mm -hmm. to do that but I've learned about that and I've learned about IUI which is where they take him and put it in you, which is still effective. Um, I've had a friend that did that three times, but all it was for her was she took amoxicillin, like antibiotics to reduce the inflammation. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but I can give a name, but she was so helpful and reached out to me. I've had a few dental hygiene friends to like reach out to me and say, try this doctor, but like, that's what I was praying about in my doctor's offices. Like, do I leave mine to go to the big Atlanta to do this? Or like, are we just going to kind of stay where we're at? And all it took for her was, um, antibiotics for one month. Like she got prescribed antibiotics to reduce inflammation and they had a baby. And that's amazing. Like what such, like, that's such a simple, fix and something you wouldn't think of but I guess my question for you knowing our history knowing who and and what you are like your personality and like how again I just I keep going back to your faith is there a point where God is in control of course but do you feel like okay God also gave us the intelligence and the brain power to discover IVF or these science based ways of getting pregnant would you ever explore IVF or more science-based options to get pregnant I had so many thoughts going on (laughs) in my brain right then um so prayerfulness isn't the afterthought it's the before like start with that and 
with God being the creator of everything. And then if you feel convicted to do that, or you feel led to do that, then that I feel like is something totally different than like go with it. So you would, so you would be prayerful to, Hey God, do do I need to go science-based? And if he gives you a sign or an answer that, yes, you should go science-based, then you feel convicted to do that. So there's this story about the, the earth is flooding and you get up on the roof and you're like, God, God, help me, help me, help me. Come save me, come save me. And he sends a boat and you're like, no, 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 I don't need your boat. God's going to save me. And then you're up on the roof and you're like, God, God, save me, save me, save me. And he sends a helicopter. You're like, no, I'm not going to get on that helicopter. I'm waiting for God. And then he dies in the flood and he goes to heaven and he's like, God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I see a boat. I see a helicopter, dude. Like, why didn't you just do it? So I, I, I feel like it's completely on his timing. If, if, if that's for you, then do it and jump on it. And, but what if you miss that? What if you are that person on the roof saying, God sent me a sign, but you miss that the helicopter and the boat are a sign because you're expecting some grand gesture from God to save you and you don't expect it to come in the form of a boat or a helicopter or something so human based. What happens then? Like, do you feel like you, what what if you miss your sign? We are so... Is IVF your sign? Is IVF the boat or the helicopter? Like mine personally? Or yeah, I mean, or for in general. Well, no, for you, for because this is your story. Okay. So what, what is your story? So what would be your human-based like God sign? What I guess I'm asking is that God sign for you? Like, what happens if you miss that? And God is saying, like, Hey, I gave you the intelligence and the brain to right. discover IVF and to do this. Like, why didn't you do it? Right. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like interpret like saying like God showed me a sign or else or like that I am even like telling him to do anything for me but I'm just saying like I'm not even worthy of a sign in that way but I'm just saying for us personally in this moment we're not feeling like that is our route but you know praying about like praying for like guidance love how do you want to use me? Like just trying to have an open hand and how hard it is to open your hand and hear him because it's too easy to be like, I want to do IVF and this is what I want. And this is what's going to happen. Exactly. It's like, okay, well you could do that. And then it could be miserable and you could be spending money out of your means. Like there's just too many avenues. But for us, it's just focusing on what God has given us. Like I am not worthy of saying, show me sign like my story and necessarily but like I feel like you are though I feel like that's I think well like that's a the point like aren't we God's children and he asks us to petition to him and talk to him and tell him our emotions tell us everything like and you're doing just that right so I guess I'm trying to share with him um feelings he wants us to come to him even though we he already knows them he already knows what we're struggling with he already knows what we're thinking and struggling with but he still has to hear about it from us. So, like, in a way, that's what I was doing at the doctor's office. I was just talking to him. Yeah. It was just like that, like, me and you, like, just relationship, talking. Conversation. Guide me. Tell me. Yes. Even in doubt and even in fear and even doubting. Like, God, I doubt you right now. 
like hell my unbelief please because i am drowning in my own like alex says don't listen to yourself like you need to preach to yourself about the truth like you're listening to yourself right now and your sure. own stuff so but i feel like at the same time like jesus became like god became human in jesus right so that he could experience our human temptations our human emotions our human anguish and for a woman i feel like this is a very raw anguish like in the core of your being like i want to have a child i want to like produce a child and i think that it's it's so raw and it's so real and i think that god expects us to come to him with that and say like why is this not happening like what do i need to do and I think that sometimes humans, we struggle with, yeah, just that. Are we on the roof saying God will save us in some dramatic, like, religious, biblical way? Or will God send us a very human thing? Like, hey, I gave you the brains to figure it out. Like, go the science route. Like, how do you know where that line is? And how do you know what is faithful and what is being just like, I want instant gratification? Yeah. But I think it comes down to your individual faith. Exactly. Like for me personally, it was like, okay, let's just not try anything for a year. So we did it. And then like, okay, well, let's try thyroid medicine for a year. And then we tried it. And then like, okay, let's try Clomid. Like, let's just like take the slow and use God's resources in a way, like for us that are affordable and just move forward and not neglect my body and my hormones and sure. like but nourish them in the way that like it could be beneficial for our end goal <laughs> do you do you feel like just to change gears a little bit okay. do you feel like you're on some type of time frame do you feel like okay so i'm 31 mm -hmm. yeah so i'm 31 like do you feel like there's a time frame i need to accomplish this and this if i want to get pregnant again it needs to happen by this date like, do you think that you're challenging God's plans by your human time frame of what you expect and what you want to happen in life? This conflict or this almost a sense where God, where Satan is trying to interrupt your thoughts and like where you're so faithful and God is going to produce and God is going to give me what you want. Do you think that Satan comes in and places that doubt and like, you say you doubt God or you're frustrated or you're questioning what you shouldn't question. Yeah. So every single hour of every day I mess up, like I fail and I think wrongly, I don't think godly. And then I just have to turn it around and refocus on the truth, not believe what the spiritual warfare of Satan or myself, like, getting in the way your own human emotions and doubt that can like play your yeah your faithfulness yeah but do you also feel like there's a time frame do you feel like god is like messing with your time frame like okay i'm 31 of course we all we talk about like at 35 you know i know with, with sam again she's not here today but when sam was pregnant at 35 they were they were saying she was a geriatric <laughs> oh my god like pregnant woman or whatever and she's 35 <sighs> so do you feel awful. like there's like a like a thing, like you have a timeline because you don't want to be a geriatric pregnant woman, but that's a very human emotion, a very human thing. Like, do you feel like that plays a role in like your thoughts and which you're, how far you're willing to go faithfully versus scientifically with getting pregnant? That was such a loaded question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, there's like 10 questions in there. But I think the bottom line is God does definitely not interfere with my timeline. Like 
I'm grateful to even made it to 30. I mean, for hopefully he used me through these 30 years, if anything, like, no, I don't have that kind of power to say that God interfered with my timeline, but there's obviously stipulations in our generation that say like, oh, well now, oh my gosh, what is the word? Not geriatrics. That was hilarious. (laughs) Is it geriatric? Did I say that wrong? Like a senior? What is that word? Like y'all know, but we are. I think it's geriatric. (laughs) I think it's geriatric. That was like what they used to my dog that's eight. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. Like a very aware pregnancy, like a, ah, I can't think of it. It doesn't matter, but I'm definitely just grateful for these 30 years that I've made it here. And so I know there is a stipulation with our generation of age, though, and timelines and blah, blah, but I think God knows that we can handle. And I think that I know there's that saying, like, he won't give you more than you can handle, but I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, I think things happen and then he gives you the strength to get through it but I don't think he's necessarily the reason they happened it's just our fallen world it's it's this life of all the way back to the beginning of why crappy things happen and then you choose to trust him or that's be swallowed up by it that's an amazing perspective because I always say that and I think that that's our like go-to I think that's what people fall back on because they don't know anything else to say like when people are going through hard times God won't give you more than you can handle. And to me, that's always frustrating. Like when we lost mom, it, the next person to say that and be like, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a lot to handle. I'm devastated. My dad is devastated. Like that pissed me off that whole saying, you know, but I, I think your perspective is, is interesting. Cause yeah, I don't know that like, it's so, it's not so much God testing us as much as it's God's like this human sin that brought you to where you are, but you have the choice to find peace and to have peace. Like if you're faithful in me, you will have peace. You will, you will always go through struggles. You will always encounter conflict and you will always have issues in life. That's, that's the human world, right? But if you have faith and you say, and you trust me, like you can get through anything. So it's not so much God won't give you what you can't handle. It's God's going to be there. if, If you're faithful, he'll carry you through it. So I think that's wherever your love is supposed to go for a child God has full control over that and your faith in him will lead you to the right decision. And when you get to that decision, you're like, oh my gosh, if I had just known that this was going to be the end result, I wouldn't have been in such agony for so many years. And I think that is where our faith comes in. And and that's why your story to me is so inspiring and so important because you are such a young Christian woman who has such strong faith that I think you are an inspiration to women who are struggling with all kinds of things, but not necessarily even infertility, just anything career-wise, marriage-wise, and just that female timeline. We're all on a female timeline because biologically, you know, you feel like you have to have children by a certain date and or a certain year or whatever. And then do you? Like Right. Whatever. Like my in-law, um, my mother-in-law, I think was 38 when she had Emmy, yeah. which is my youngest um, sister-in-law. sister-in-law. She's 10 years younger than Alex. But like what a blessing she is and thank God for her. But she came 10 years later and they weren't even expecting it. And like, because of her, 
Travis has a best friend that's mm-hmm. like a brother. I mean, they're brothers, and he's two, and Travis is three. And they, I watch him, she watches Travis. Like, they fight like brothers. Like, they <laughs> don't share ever. <laughs> but they will be the first to stick up for each other if somebody else comes along and tries to steal their toys. Of course. And, like, through that, he has a brother, his cousin. So, yeah. I mean, there's just so many surprises that God has up his sleeve, and we just have to go with it. I love it. So kind of circling back, if you feel up for it, like, well, as faithful as you are and as Christian as you are, I mean, you you lost that baby. I mean, you had a miscarriage like that happened. Did you question your faith at that point? Like, take a drink. Because I know when I lost mom, like I was I was like severely pissed off. Not year one. Year one, I was like numb and didn't even know I had lost mom. Year two, it was like, what the F? I don't think I've ever been so angry or so like, I think we had talked about it even on the way down here. Like you go through anguish and it's like, you physically feel ill. Mm -hmm. Like you physically cannot even cope with like, how does your body hurt this way? How Mm -hmm. does your, your everything hurt? Your heart hurts. Like everything just hurts. Mm -hmm. How do you get through that and think, well, God knows best. Mine was more immediate and going through just being there telling them like she touched my shoulder and she just said, there's no more heartbeat and your baby doesn't have a heartbeat. And so in the moment, of course, mine was more immediate and I just couldn't fathom it. And I mean, she was trying to make me feel better and she was telling me about she was pregnant with twins and had lost them in a miscarriage. Lost both of her her babies? Yeah, my doctor. And she's trying to be compassionate and empathetic, but, like, to me, it made me more mad, like, that God, or in the moment, I had said that, whoa, that doesn't make me feel better. That makes me feel worse that you had to go through that. Two souls. Losing two souls. And so in the moment, I was so angry. I didn't understand. I felt that loss that you know, of questioning why would this you know, be possible for anybody to have to go through much sure. less multiple times. And it's just, it's just this broken world. It's just awful. And that's, we just have to keep looking up. Like you have to look up. You can't look at this where we're at right now. And you just got to like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget. I saw it in my bathroom when we went to TJ Maxx being one time. <laughs> and we bought this sign that says, keep moving forward. Oh my God, Brooke. I literally remember that. It was Camp Creek TJ Maxx. Yes. Camp <laughs> Creek TJ Maxx. And yeah. I was going through stuff. And I mean, you definitely we met each other at the right times. We're both going through stuff. And I think for both of us, though, keep moving forward. And whoever needs yeah. to hear this right now, Keep moving forward and just don't just try to not look back too far. It's okay to feel these things, but it's, it gets to a point where it's not healthy. Well, exactly what you just said. I think, I think too, like there's so much expectation where when you do experience loss, okay, you have a time frame, but is there a time frame? Like, feel what you want to feel and feel it as hard as you want to feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's always a numb feeling and then there's a mad and upset feeling and then there's the, you know, denial feeling or whatever. But I feel like 
as a human, we have to feel all of these emotions before we can feel a fully feel healed, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and not that you ever fully feel healed, but you just need to acknowledge it. You need other people to acknowledge this. Yeah. Validate your, those feelings first. That's so important. And not have anybody rush you. I think that's the other thing too. You can't rush out of something or rush out of those feelings to hurry up and get to like the next thing, or you should, it's been a year. You should be fine. Like that's bullshit. No, like I'm allowed to feel what I want to feel for as long as I want to feel it. But I also feel like there's like, you know, of course you don't take like 20 years of living in the past, but I think it's important to validate those feelings and let those feelings be felt and then move forward. But again, that just goes back to your story. I just think that you, you've handled everything with such grace and with such like maturity for your age. Like I may be a few years older than you, but I feel like I'm so immature compared to you because I feel like you just like, you feel older to me because you just handle things so gracefully and so maturely. And I think that's why our friendship is so important to me. And I love, again, that you let me rope you into podcast this weekend when this was supposed to be your weekend to decompress away from being a mom and to have fun. And I made you come on here and tell a very big story. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm grateful. I thought it brought true depth to our girls weekend. Hell yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to end it with a quote from the Risen Motherhood book that you gave me by Emily Jensen and Laura Whistler, their podcast. When I posted this picture of this book on Instagram, a bunch of my friends had already actually read this book and said they really enjoyed it. By the way, we have Sugar, the um, blonde lab. (laughs) Golden Retriever, I think. I think she's a lab. Okay. She's a lab. Um, she is inside our Airbnb and I don't think she's allowed so we're a little bit stressing out at the moment. She's our friend and she trusts us. Fully. She's like panting heavily. So if you hear it in the background, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. That's sugar. Okay, go with your quote, girl. On a serious non sugar dog smelling note. Um, all right, so motherhood is made up of a million tiny moments for worship. I feel like that's totally relevant. And that is a 100% relevant. My nephew Jackson <laughs> scribbled with his pencil all over this page, which is just adorable. Oh, he gave his little, like, <laughs> signature. Signature is perfect. I love it. But for real, for real, this is a quote about everything we've been talking about. Yeah. From this book, but it says, instead of resisting temptation, Eve worshipped her own plan for her future over God's design. I love that. Like, how... How perfect is that? That exactly goes along with everything we said. Not trusting God's plan, trying to follow our instant gratification in the worldly way of things, and not just trusting that he knows best in all things. That's perfect. Thank you for sending me that book. Well, thank you for the quote, girl. Like, you just, like, nailed that. Look at you, you little podcast um, stand-in host, Eva. I love it. Let's do it again. Well, everybody, please, like, give a big round of applause to Brooke Foughton, who came on and literally told, I mean, that was a really raw story. We're all grateful that you told your story. I hope that it encouraged and gave hope for other women that are going through what I'm going through. 
hundred percent a dead, hundred percent. And even for women who are like in the motherhood, like I think just in general, the faith part of everything is inspiring. Whether it's motherhood, careerhood, like just womanhood in general. Okay, I'm getting the signal that I need to wrap it up because I ramble. So I'm gonna like end my rambling. Thank you Love for tuning you. in. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I'm not done, bro. I'm gonna go do a cannonball now. Brooke's gonna go cannonball, and I'm just gonna thank you again for being on. Shut up. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>